This is episode 98 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. Today is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Oh, the darkness. Night can be filled with such uncertainty. It's when our minds start to race. The oh no's and the what ifs. Uh, Is that what keeps you up at night? When we pondered this question for this podcast, immediately something sparked in my mind overwhelmingly. Matter of fact, I can't think of anything else. That that keeps me up, and this is coming from someone. I think you know me pretty well. I'm I'm I sleep pretty well. I have I sleep soundly. I sleep consistently. Oh, sure, once in a while you have a bad night's sleep, but I think overwhelmingly, overall during sure. the year, 360 of my nights are pretty smoothly sleeping. <laughs> but the question is, what keeps me up at night? Without a doubt, when you have children that all of a sudden are free to leave the home on their own, not only just for the first time, but I admit now years later, now that they're in their 30s and married, and if I know they're on a a long trip, or even though I know in my mind logically anything bad could happen at any time, when they're taking like a a six or eight hour trip, and maybe some of the trip could be in a snowstorm or maybe or anything, uh, whatever. Uh, And I know they're driving overnight and I'm waiting to hear or get their text to say, I'm home. We all do that with each other in in the family when we arrive home, whenever it is. It's but when it's overnight. um, Yeah, I'll I've been I've stayed up many, many hours uh, just waiting for that text. Uh, Are you worrying? Yeah, I am. While you're waiting? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm part of it. That's, yeah, that's sure. a trigger. I mean, that... Yeah, I'm worried. And, and, then, and then I have to remind myself, okay, God, you're in control. But it goes back. That's one of those things keep where- happening. It, yeah, yeah, go back and forth. It's like, you know, in, anything else with God is like, I know this lesson. Right. And I know, God, you're in control. And I know that. And then I calm down for a second. And then all of a sudden- For a second. En- for a second. And then the enemy comes back in. So, no, I've done that many times mm. uh, over the years. So- if I had to pick one thing by far that keeps me up at night that worries me, it's like I just want my kids to get home safely. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's mine without a doubt. I feel like maybe I'm not a great parent because I don't worry when my kids are out, but I'm just so tired. And so I don't yeah, have any trouble okay. falling asleep. Um, my problem is that when I wake up and it's not time to get up, my brain goes from zero to 60 right away. And I start thinking of like all of the things that I want to do and not so much with dread, but like, oh, there's this thing and this thing. And I begin to like think through the solutions to the problems. And and I was actually reading something the other day about how our unconscious mind is more creative than our alert mind because we don't have those same parameters of like, oh, you can't this, you can't that. So sometimes when I wake up, I'll have ideas that I wouldn't have had when I was sleeping. I just can't turn it off. Mm. And I don't think that my problem is much different than Steve's problem because I'm not asking for God's peace in those moments. In those moments, I need to be able to say, okay, turn it off because your body physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually needs rest. 
Lord, give me the peace to know that these things will get taken care of when they need to get taken care of, that you've got a plan for the day that includes me getting some shut eye. But my brain just goes like, oh, you're awake. And that's not a peaceful place. You know, there's nothing about that that is peaceful. And so I think in the same way that, you know, you go, oh, I'm worried about this and I God's got it. I'm worried about this. God's got it. I'm going, I got to do this. I got to do this. No, God's going to order it. You know, I have to finish this. I got to start this. I got to finish creative. No, God's God's got it. He's got a plan. And so I need to surrender my day to him when I wake up sometimes in the middle of the night. Maybe I should just check in with Tim because you're up sometimes at those wee hours (laughs) now, right? You can check in with me. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. The the answer to the question, quite literally, what keeps me up at night is a newborn daughter. So that's baby number two for us. And I'm not saying keeping up in the sense of worrying, although that's a real thing too. But right now it's just (laughs) waking up because baby's hungry, waking up because baby needs a diaper change, whatever it is, keeps us up for sure. So yeah, Therese, you text and if I don't see it, I'll definitely catch you next time baby wakes up because she's hungry. (laughs) Man. And that's the thing though, that everything, (laughs) everything seems worse at night though, when you are worried about something, especially if it is something with a loved one. Or, mm, heaven forbid, it's some kind of health thing. You know, you're wondering, why is my kid doing this? What's going on? What's this fever? Let's just say this real quick. What is it with fevers and nighttime? It's so much worse at night. Like, why can't you just, like, have this bad fever in the middle of the day when we can, like, like just settle things down and think about it? Call somebody who's actually, like, awake during normal hours? But no, the worst stuff seems to happen at night. And I've got to think in those moments when it's like, huh, I don't know who to reach out to to calm me down. I don't know what kind of information to get. I don't want to try to Google my way out of this problem because heaven knows it's going to get worse if I do that. I've got to remind myself, okay, this spooky thing is happening with, let's let's say my kid. God has given me this child. I am this child's parent. Apparently, God thinks I can do this. He's not showing up just saying, hey, here's what you do now. He's giving it to me and my wife to figure it out. Apparently, we're equipped for this. Might not feel like it in the moment. And it could go for like, whatever keeps you up at night. Whatever the thing is I'm worrying about. Man, why does this have to be happening to me? I don't know. But apparently, God thinks you can handle it. Apparently, God thinks you have what you need to get through whatever this thing is that's worrying you right now. It's not easy. And it's probably going to be a lot like what you said, Steve, where you apply the truth. You feel good about it for a minute. And then it happens all over again. You get worried about that problem, about your kid, about that whatever thing it is that you don't know what to do about it yet. But I think God understands that. That we have to bring these things back to him over and over and over again. He doesn't expect us to have it one and done. It's like, keeps us up at night, keeps us worried. And maybe part of it is, so we've got something we can keep going back to him with. You know, when you're talking about that, all of a sudden something flashed to my mind. It did have to do with my kids, a sleepless night, but also you mentioned babies, a child. Probably one of the, the, the toughest times, at least as far as trying to get sleep overnight, was my uh, waiting the birth of my first grandchild. And the last I had seen my daughter is that she was in the hospital, get ready to, she was in labor, and she was in more pain than I'd ever seen my own child be in because she was in labor. And I knew this was just the beginning, and it was time for me to and my wife to leave, and we were going to get a, a text or a phone call to say, you know, the baby's arrived. And, and so this, I want to say, is like 
eight o'clock at night that we left seven or eight o'clock at night. So I'm waiting, knowing how much pain she's in and going on. And it's like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Okay. I'm going to go to bed now and wait for the phone call. I said, go to bed. I didn't say go to sleep. Uh, that's a different <laughs> I'm thing. I'm waiting there. I'm waiting because it is a right? kid issue, but it's also a health thing. You're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. Okay. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to not go to sleep. Waiting. One o'clock rolls around, oh. two o'clock rolls around, mm. three o'clock rolls around. All I can picture is my child being very uncomfortable, to say the least, and I'm waiting. So finally, I, I must have fallen asleep for a little bit. I finally get out of bed, I don't know, six or seven in the morning. I look, all of a sudden, I go downstairs to uh, get some coffee, and my phone rings, and it's my daughter's name on the ID. And I'm like... <gasps> And I'm like, oh, this can't be her calling. It's probably someone using her phone, you know. It's like, so I'm like, hello, and she goes, hey, dad, how you doing? Huh? It's my daughter. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Uh, well, <laughs> all I can think of is my child's been in pain for the last ten or twelve hours straight. Yeah. Well, I mean, she had an epidural. She goes, oh yeah, I got that shot. Many uh, about okay. just after you left. So she was doing great most I'm of fine. the time that you were fretting. I'm fine. Wow. She still hadn't had the baby yet. She goes, yeah, I'm just sitting here. Oh, I'm, I'm fine. Oh, I'm good. still waiting to have the baby. Yeah. Okay. But huh. but but they get that phone call finally. And go, oh, I'm gonna hear something. And then what's it gonna be? Hey, Dad, how you doing? Wow. I'm like what? Anyway, so um, knowing that no matter what you're worried about, staying up at night about that, uh, we're reminded again and again, God is in control. Yeah. And until we forget about it the next time. You right? got to remember it again. You got to remember <laughs> like, it all over like again. God is in control all the time. If you're looking for fun, hope, and encouragement, you've come to the right place. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. I'm guessing Mary and Joseph like didn't get a lot of sleep. The whole newborn. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, even newborn Jesus, I'm sure, yeah, mm -hmm. kept them awake at night. Sleep deprivation, having a newborn around, like... We get that in our family. A second little girl just arrived. A friend asked me about that ahead of time, like the sleep thing. She was like, are you getting more sleep now? This was before baby was here. Are you getting more sleep now to kind of make up for when you're losing all the sleep after baby gets here? Like, ah, you know, no, I'm not. I had a different strategy because sleep analysts, they say, like, you can't you can't really do this. You mm -hmm. can't store up sleep for when you are going to sleep less in the future. Like there's no sleep savings account. Mm -hmm. You can't tuck it away in some vault somewhere. Sleep doesn't work like that. You got to every day, you got to build up that sleep equity from scratch and get that good eight hours or whatever it is. So I said, no, like my strategy this time for this newborn has been <laughs> sleeping less before baby gets here. Because that way, at least, like, oh, when yeah, I'm yeah, deprived yeah. of sleep after the baby arrives, I'll, like, I'll be yeah. used to it. Oh. That was just, the strategy. I think it's kind of funny that you use the word newborn and strategy in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> like there is like, such a like thing. there's nothing yeah. you can do. No it's going to get you. You can't game the system. <laughs> right. You can't. You can't game the system. You can't. No, you no. can't play the market with sleeponomics. No. <laughs> it's going to get you every time. Play out just the way God made it. <laughs> sleeponomics. Reminding you that God is in charge today and every day. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Eagles in San Francisco were playing when there was a fight. There were several fights, but there was a, one altercation between a player and a security guard. Oof. And so they both were ejected. They both were asked to leave. So they have to leave now. They have no more contact with each other, just kind of like separate. Yeah. And I was watching the game with my daughter, who is a school social worker, and she said, what we really need here is a restoration circle. We don't need to talk about what happened because we all know what happened. So let's figure out how we can move forward. Oh, wow. 
And then I sort of quipped, boy, the NFL needs fewer refs and more social workers. And then I thought, (laughs) you know, maybe the world needs fewer refs and more social workers. Like maybe we need fewer judges and more peacemakers. You know, in the Bible, it said, blessed are the peacemakers. This isn't the peacekeepers. This means you walk into those situations where there is conflict and where you might be tempted to say, you go your way, you go your way. But no, what God wants us to do is help make peace. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. You can find that in Matthew 5. And maybe during this Christmas season, Oh, you're dealing with some people who are <clears throat> not getting along with each mm. other before mm. you eject anyone from the holiday celebration. Maybe be the one who makes peace. Facing a whole new day is a lot easier when you remember that God is in charge. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. You know how I always give excellent advice. That's why I came back. Exactly. For that <laughs> That's advice. why you came back. <laughs> I was missing that advice. All right. Man. Well, here's something that could help you out because you will, maybe you already have gotten distracted. I mean, you're oh. busy, you know, up with the baby, different yeah. things, and you could by accident, and you're not wearing one today, but uh, you have uh, uh, many, many good sweaters. Oh, yeah. Cardigan yeah. sweater, especially. Ooh, maybe that sweater was by mistakenly thrown in the dryer. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's I know. shrink that thing. Shrink. Oh, no. Here's some things and I've you already have some I've things now it. that you have babies you have some things around the house that could help you oh. unshrink your famous sweaters now many of you already know this advice but i know you get distracted Whoa. tim Whoa. so write these things cool. down all right here goes get a sink do you have a sink at your house? i got a couple of them <laughs> i'll start with that okay fill it with lukewarm water i can, and I can manage full, that and a cap full of baby shampoo oh Oh, oh, so there you go. You got some baby shampoo. You got that. It's good. All right. Now, you add the sweater and let it soak for about 10 minutes while you're, I don't know, feeding the baby. Sure. Or doing okay. whatever. Well, yeah. Then you drain the sink of water, gently All squeeze right. the garment. Now, don't put the garment on yet. No, you're no, because the garment. Because if I'm following, it's going to be wet. Right, exactly. And cold wow. right, at this right. point. Oh. All right. Don't, don't I got have, this advice. Don't this have your wife hug you, squeeze that way. You just squeeze the garment itself, uh-huh. removing excess water. But do not, do not do this. Do not rinse it with clean water. No. No. No water. Don't ever no. do that. Nope. Roll the towel up with the clothing in it. Get a towel. Oh, roll it. Kind of oh. like you're cuddling the baby. You're making okay. a sweater burrito. I'm swaddling my sweater. Swaddling your sweater. Okay. Just like you're doing the baby. And the, the garment should be damp but not wet. And then gently stretch the sweater while it's still damp. Keep it flat uh-huh. until it dries. Okay. Now, here's the thing with you. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't work and my advice didn't work for some reason. Okay. Now you have a little tiny sweater for your little teeny baby. (laughs) (laughs) Of course we're happy. You're here. Why wouldn't we be? Thanks for listening to Rise Up on Family Life. I don't know how I would ever make it through the holidays without my spreadsheets. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Holiday spreadsheets. You're getting a little too technical here. And actually, (laughs) there's more than one. I know, I know. I have multiple spreadsheets. Is it because Um, you want to excel during the holidays? Or just maybe spread the joy? I like Steve's better. Sorry, I like Steve's better. No, I just like to stay organized. For example, uh, when I made our holiday cards on the internet, and I was like, how many do I need to order? Well, I opened my Christmas card spreadsheet with all the names and addresses and I do have a column for if you send us a card back. <laughs> oh, come oh, on. Boy. Oh, boy. It's okay. important That's that something. you keep track of those things. And then I also have a spreadsheet for gifts. I have to hide it in a very special place on my laptop so my kids don't find it. I <laughs> hmm. keep track of who's 
getting what, how much it was, how many gifts there will be so that everybody has the same number of presents and approximately the wow. same amount. Uh, boy, you know, hearing about the spreadsheets and the list there, uh-huh. uh, and one comment she made really hit me, and that was, I don't remember how old I was, but there was a year I said, well, why did my sister get so many presents and my brother get this many and I only got this many. Mm. And never think about that. See? Uh, I didn't at the time until I got a little more mature and understood mom and dad spent probably about the same amount of money. But You say it doesn't matter, but it does. see, now you, you've had to dwell on that for a while. My kids are going to have entirely different issues to dwell on <laughs> from their childhood. Yeah, right. <laughs> May the blessings of the Lord be with you in all that you do today. This is Rise Up on Family Life.